It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. Today's show, we are going to talk a little bit about three terms that are very important to the electrician, to electrical inspectors, building officials, all those individuals that deal with something to do with the National Electrical Code and how it's administered uh, and the consequences from cutting corners, not doing things right, or not being educated on the process to do a certain thing. like, And we'll, we'll look at an example each one of those. But the first thing I want to say is that just because you might work for a municipality, let's say you're an electrical inspector or building official, if you think that you have 100% immunity from any wrongdoing or anything that you might do wrong based on lack of knowledge or willful disregard to minimum safety standards, you can very much be prosecuted. Now, I should say this right up front. I am not a lawyer. I don't practice as a lawyer. I'm not giving you advice as a lawyer. I'm simply talking to you about experience and what I've seen uh, as an expert witness and what happens when somebody asks you to do something that you know is wrong but you do it anyway because one, you're worried about being fired, or two, you don't want somebody else to, to, to you, you want to be their friend, and you're, you're just saying, look, I'm just going to do this. And I know it's wrong in my mind, I know it's wrong, but hey, you know, it couldn't hurt nobody. It's, it's very simple. Uh, you are playing into that trap, and you can only play stupid so long in this industry. Okay, You learn things so quickly, so rapidly, 
that you really, once you start getting into your licenses and you become a journeyman electrician, you become a master electrician, uh, then your level of liability continues to rise because you're expected to be an expert, okay? And when you become a building official, you're overseeing a bunch of people in a department where they're looking to you. You become an expert. But you also rely on the people that are underneath you in order to help steer you in the right direction. I used to always say that, that I always like to make the people above me look as good as I can all the time, and hopefully that would be reciprocal in time, and the people above you will take care of you as you work your way through your career. I know that doesn't always work, and it's sometimes naive, but that's the concept that I like to believe in. That's why I always try to make the people above me look as good as they can look, look like superstars. I don't mind them riding on my shoulders. It's all good, but as long as somewhere down the line, there's there's a reciprocal payback. In other words, people care about you as well. We're not talking the selfish aspect of it. We're simply saying, look, I'm helping you get to the top. We're all in this world a short time. How about you helping me get to the top? Okay. How about we go to the top together? All right. And that can be in different ways, different capacities. I'm just using that as a general concept, how we do unto others as you have them do unto you type of scenario. Okay. Enough of that. So, Let's talk about our topics today. So my topics today are three definitions, three terms, and we'll talk about how they apply to the electrical industry, maybe the inspection industry, and you know, building officials in general, and, and that kind of concept. The first one we're going to talk about is called nonfeasance, okay? And that's N-O-N-F-E-A-S-A-N-C-E, okay? And now, nonfeasance is an intentional failure to perform a required duty or obligation. If you're an electrical inspector, you have a sworn duty and obligation to protect your community by making sure that they are the inspections that are done are done and that homes and buildings are made safe. Okay, now we're talking electrical inspectors because that's really all I deal in, but it could apply broadly. Um, the building officials they have a responsibility to help protect their community. Okay, they have a required duty. Or obligation to do this okay and if there's something that they do intentionally that puts the safety or well-being of that community at risk and they knew better then they are guilty of nonfeasance and it's been used quite a bit in civil courts uh, in all types of court testimony to find somebody guilty of nonfeasance in other words, they intentionally fail to perform a required duty or obligation to their to their uh, the standards that are set by the authority that puts them in this position. Okay, so let's talk about journeymen's, master electricians, and you know apprentices. Apprentices many times will get information from a journeyman. A journeyman will also get information from a master. This is a learning cycle that's a very important. However, I'm going to say from the very bottom that the apprentice should really listen to what the journeyman says and the masters say, but that does not mean that they take it as gospel. Okay? If you're worried about losing your job because you bucked the system, then you need to look for a different job, especially when people's lives are on the line. Electricity kills. It's a wonderful thing. I've made a career out of it. I love working with electricity, but I respect it immensely. 
Okay, I don't work on anything live. After 30 years, I still shut the system down and work on it because I can be work on it more efficient. Uh, if I troubleshoot, I have my PPE, my gloves on. I have protective glasses on. I have what I need to do, to do it right because you know what? I'm going home at the end of the day. They're going to pay me. I'm going to get my money. Ain't nobody looking to me to be a Superman. I'm just trying to fix the system. Okay, So you make it safe and you, and you do what's necessary. Okay? But you're going to have people that tell you, as an, you know, a journeyman will tell an apprentice to do something. No, oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. If you think it's wrong, you feel it's wrong in your heart, you need to reach out to somebody and ask a second opinion. You need to open up the code book and read it. If there's something you don't understand, you need to reach out. I don't know how many times I've been telling people whether you like me or you don't like me. If there's somebody out there that don't like me on one of those rogue forums out there, I would still be the guy that would answer your call and give you some advice if you needed it because I don't want to see anybody hurt. And I want to see everybody strive to be the best they can be in this industry, whether you agree with me or don't. That's fine. Everybody's right to an opinion. But at the end of the day, it's all about doing it right. And if you're an apprentice and you're being told to do something that's wrong, then the person that's telling you to do it wrong is guilty of something. And we'll talk about that in a little bit in a second. But if you do it and you fail to perform your required duty or obligation to safeguard individuals, the National Electrical Code is a minimum safety standard. On a scale from A to F, if you install it in accordance with the NEC, you've got a good C going on. Maybe a C plus if you do it really neat. Okay, It's the minimum safety standard. You need to install it to the minimum safety standard. If somebody tells you to do something below that level of safety and you do it, and you knew it was wrong, then you're guilty of nonfeasance. Okay? Now, if an electrical inspector, and we'll get back to the other ones in a minute, and this works the same whether or not you're a journeyman and a master, and a master's telling the journeyman to do something, and the journeyman knows it's wrong, you need to confront it. You need to do your own research. Okay? You just can't do it. Just because somebody tells you, if you feel in your gut that it's something's wrong, Okay? And I would not want to work for any company that didn't allow my open feedback uh, to be able to say, you know, I think that might be wrong. And the master gets offended. Or maybe it's a journeyman, it's a head journeyman who's got other journeymen that are, you know, not as experienced. And he's telling them, I'll just do it, I'd be fine. No, if, if I know through my training, and as you know, apprentices and journeymen and masters are constantly learning. If it's wrong, it is wrong. The National Electrical Code is a minimum safety standard. Okay, If you don't like something in the NEC, there's an entirely designed process that you can try to get the code changed to whatever you believe it should be. But you don't have a voice if you don't get involved in that code. If you don't submit public inputs, if you don't fight through public comments, and you don't actually partake in the development process, then you need to shut your mouth and just install it based on what that code says because you got no voice. You don't. You're just a complainer. You need to do it by the code. Whether you think it's right or wrong, it is what it is. Now, I'm all about it. If you want to change it, change it. There's code-making panels that are eagerly waiting your public inputs every three years. I encourage you to do that. And you might have, you might be right. But it doesn't mean anything because we have to follow the National Electrical Code. We, we just have to. So, 
That whole concept applies for the journeyman to the master. Don't take what the master says as gospel. If you feel in your heart something is wrong, because if you intentionally fail to perform the required duty or obligation that you have to safeguard individuals by installing something in accordance with this National Electrical Code, and you do it wrong, willfully, then you're guilty of nonfeasance, and you're liable to end up in civil court. And you're also liable to end up in criminal court if somebody gets hurt as a result of your actions. Now, let's move this same concept for nonfeasance. Let's, let's move up into electrical inspectors and building officials. If an electrical inspector who has knowledge, has probably years in the field, has decided to take their career to a different path and get, in, get into electrical inspections and things like that, and you have a building official or a supervisor who forces you to do something or prove an inspection that you know is wrong, uh, and you have an obligation to tell them and say, look, I can't tell them this is okay. I'm not in, I, I don't know how many times I've seen supervisors tell a electrical inspector who the electrical inspector might have 30 years of experience and the supervisor might have five and he tells them that's fine just pass it it'll be all right don't worry about what the code says that is wrong we have a process for this this is the minimum safety standard accordance now if you interpret something and y'all get together and something's interpreted and you do it well you made an educated interpretation that's fine there's other places you can reach out to get interpretation i do plenty of assisted interpretation from many jurisdictions around the country i don't mind doing it because i will actually document my position that's the difference the difference between me giving you an opinion versus me sending you a letter that's with my company seal on it says that this is the research that i've done and that's what I do for people. I do research on topics. I look up the history. I follow what happened during code panels in order to get them to this position. And that's what you pay for. That's it. Now, if you just want to ask me a question, I just give you a question. I give you an answer. That's my opinion. But if you want something formalized, it is no different than an opinion you'd get from NFPA or anybody else. Unless you want to go through the formal opinion process, which then has to go to the uh, NFPA panel, and that's a long, intensive process, and very few of those actually get done. But you can send in for what's called an informal opinion, and that's all it is, is an opinion. In fact, it'll have so many disclaimers on the email you get that you'll say, well, what's the point? Right? So anyway, opinions being what they are. So back to the topic. So now I have an electrical inspector who's told to just let something go because maybe this is a owner of a multi-million dollar home and he's connected and the mayor knows him. And so the mayor sends something down. Well, the, you, the electrical inspector fails the installation. The guy says, I don't want no GFCIs on my counter. It's my counter. And the inspector says, you're going to have them in accordance with 210.8. He says, no, I don't want them. I'm going to go above you. So he goes to the manager. I know this is a basic example, but it's happened. Goes to the city manager. City manager goes to the, or somebody's complaining to the mayor. Next thing you know, they go to the building official and they say, you know, inspector so and so, you know, he just needs to let this thing go. And so the building official or the supervisor will put a lot of pressure on the electrical inspector to sign off on something that that electrical inspector knows is wrong. If you know it's wrong and you end up passing it, you are guilty of nonfeasance. Okay? Just that simple. Right. And we're going to talk about misfeasance as well here in a second and, of course, uh, malfeasance. But you would be wrong because you have an obligation. You have a duty. Okay, And you intentionally failed to perform that duty. Now, 
that's how it works. And if the building official or the supervisor are pushing you or forcing you to do something, then my advice to you is to document it, but still don't do it. Say, look, I'm not going to do it. I know it's wrong. This is what the code says. You're asking me to do something uh, that's improper. You're asking me to do something that's in violation of the natural electrical code, and I'm not going to do it. If you work for a municipality, it's very rarely ever going to get you fired because there's usually a grievance process. Uh, But um, if you're ever encountered with that, you need to take it up as high as you can. Or you can always look at the supervisor and say, here you go, you go do it. That's just my advice. I know that there's people out there going to say, no, Paul, you just can't do that. You just got to do it. Hey, that's on you. But you forget, I worked in municipalities. I refused, even as a supervisor, when I was pressured by CBOs, uh, my building official, or I was pressured by city managers or mayors to do something. I said, y'all do it. I'm not doing it. More than once I did it. Okay? And I was always pretty strict as an inspector, as a supervisor, as an engineer too, uh, when I, that it be done ex- exactly right the way that I believe that the National Electrical Code said it. And uh, everything's open to interpretation, but there's also that blatant disregard uh, for a duty or obligation that we're committed to. And so I wouldn't do it. All right, so that's kind of kind of moves through the chain. Now let's work up into the term misfeasance. What is misfeasance? Now, it is merely defined as an act that is legal, but performed improperly. So I like to also say that this can be brought up into the realm of I'm an electrical inspector, and I'm asked to do a PV installation, photovoltaic. I have absolutely no experience in it. I never had training in it. My building official forces me to do those because I am a, uh, you know, I'm an electrical inspector, and he wants me to do an inspection on this PV application. I've never done one before, so I have the legal obligation as the electrical inspector. I can do the, you know, the inspection on a PV system, but I perform it improperly. All right. So I wasn't properly trained. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the knowledge to do it. Okay? It's like the NEC where it says you have to be a qualified person and you have to be a certain level of training, awareness, knowledge, uh, be able to identify hazards, things like that in order to be a qualified person. So I tell you as an electrical inspector, do not take on tasks that you're not familiar with unless you have somebody else helping you, somebody giving you advice, somebody mentoring you. Ask a lot of questions. Okay? That's important. So that's one of those concepts there where it says it's you know merely defined as an act that is legal but performed improperly. Very broad. And I just gave you one specific example. Okay? Um, if I, for another example, is that you have somebody that's doing MEG testing and they're testing wires or a piece of equipment and they've never really done it before and they're doing it, everybody's relying on them to make sure that this is uh, installed properly or something's done right, so they end up doing this MEG test and they, and they don't know what they're doing and they don't even know how to work the machine and they do this MEG test and all of a sudden he says everything's okay. And then at some point, it all fails. Something happens. Somebody gets hurt. Uh, at that point, you're, you could be guilty of misfeasance. Legally, you could perform the act, but you performed it improperly. 
You weren't aware. You weren't trained. You didn't understand it, but you you were ready to step up and do it. Now I'm all for learning. You know, I'm all about learning something, and, and you know, and, and, and working with somebody. That's the whole concept of when you become a journeyman, uh, you learn from a master. Apprentice learns from the journeyman, and and all this is a it's a great experience that that I enjoyed through my career. I've had a lot of great mentors in my career, and I don't forget the process. Okay, there's a process for this, uh, but it means that basically I'm legally can do something. But I perform it improperly, and that can be used in many, many, many scenarios, not only in municipalities, as well as electricians and things like that out in the, uh, in the industry. Okay. The last one I'll talk about is malfeasance. Now, this one is basically wrongdoing or misconduct, especially by a public official. So... While I might do something because I had the pressure of a building official or a pressure of the supervisor, uh, whether you're an electrician and you pressure a journeyman or a journeyman pressures an apprentice or whatever it may be, okay, is malfeasance is when I knowingly do something wrong, I push somebody else to do something wrong, um, and when it comes to public officials, the entire broad scope of misconduct of passing inspections, doing drive-by inspections, not even going out on the property, uh, all those type of things, you can be guilty of malfeasance. Okay, So the key difference between malfeasance and misfeasance, again, is intentionally failing to perform the required duty is a nonfeasance. A misfeasance is, look, I can legally perform the act, but I performed it improperly. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I lied to get this job. Maybe I'm doing something I've never done before, and yet I'm telling everybody above me that, yeah, I can go do it. Okay? It's okay to not have experience. You've got a lifetime to gain experience. Don't, journeymans, don't do something you've never done before. If it's a critical task, don't be afraid to ask somebody to hold your hand. It's okay. We've all been there. Okay? Building officials. Do not put your electrical inspectors, plumbing inspectors, building inspectors in a position where you can be found guilty of malfeasance, forcing them to do something that's wrong, that you also put them in a position not to make them aware that they are falling into what's called the misfeasance trap, and that is they legally can do this inspection or do something, but they could perform it improperly because they don't know what they're doing. And lastly, do not force somebody to perform some kind of duty or obligation and ask them to intentionally do it wrong. That is nonfeasance. And it broadly can be applied, civil court and criminal court, to everybody involved in the process, whether you're the one that's making somebody do it and you're guilty of malfeasance, you know it's wrong, um... Whether you're the person that did something and you weren't ready or you didn't understand how to do something, but you went out there and you you tried to do something and somebody next to you got killed, maybe an arc blast, and you made everybody know that think that you were experienced and, and you knew how to do this and you knew what the working boundaries was and don't worry about it, I got this. And next thing you know, something happens. Something that was civil can turn criminal very quickly. Okay? So... 
it's important that we understand the concepts of malfeasance, misfeasance, and nonfeasance. And we kind of touched on that a little bit today. My message to the electrician out there, apprentice, listen to your journeyman, but always be willing to question it. Don't take it as gospel. Journeyman, keep your ears open, keep your eyes open. Pick your master electrician that you want to learn from based on your experience and time that you know they're giving you the right message because we want you to learn from the right individuals. There's a lot of masters out there that I shudder to even call them that term. I'm very proud to be a master electrician. I take my job very seriously. While I don't work in the field anymore with my hands out in the actual field as far as installing, I am out in the field constantly looking at installations, doing inspections, giving advice. Uh, you know, not much has changed since I actually hang up the tools. It's still the basic installation practices. Everything else is still the same. I've lugged my share of trade size 4 RMC. I've pulled my share of wires and raceways. I've terminated my share of devices. I've hung my share of trophers. Some people call them troffers, whatever you want to call it. I've done my share of those luminaire installations. Okay? Look, at the end of the day, it's okay to not do something somebody tells you that you know it's wrong. All right? That's all I'm saying. All right, well, that was my message for the day, folks. Hopefully you got something out of that. Um, again, understand those terms. Look them up. Go to Webster's Dictionary. Look up malfeasance, misfeasance, and nonfeasance, and you're going to see how they play a critical role. Uh, the most important, I would believe, to me is the nonfeasance, and that is failure intentional, willful failure to perform a required duty or obligation. Okay? That's on you. It has to be installed correctly. You have to follow the National Electrical Code. If you know better and you don't perform that duty and you know better, you intentionally fail to perform the the obligation is to install it in accordance with the National Electrical Code. You therein in fact, can be guilty of nonfeasance. Don't be looking for any immunity. If you knew it was wrong or you were expected to know that it was wrong because you're an expert in the electrical industry, install it right. Don't do it wrong. All right, folks. God bless. Until next time, stay safe. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.